Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, I will not contain my children. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So the chaos of COVID is continuing. And it seems like this may be the ongoing theme of this podcast because we're all in this desert right now together. And let's face it, with the amount of change and chaos and transition that's happening right now, it is very easy to get overwhelmed. And that's exactly where I found myself yesterday morning. Even after getting up, getting myself in power, getting the workout in, getting the prayer time, I found myself in a place where the level of anxiety was just pushing past really anything that I'd experienced. And I think perhaps it was just things were building up. Things were building up and and even even with the work in the morning, it wasn't enough. And so again, obviously working from home, went up and was decided to just walk in and check on my my family. It's early in the morning, probably about nine AM. As I went in to go do this, my daughter, Annie Grace, just picked up on something. She picked up on my energy. She's, got a, she's very powerful in terms of feeling and connecting with the energy of others. She really feels energetic emotion and she, she just, is, a, just is, a, is very empathic. It's one of her gifts. And she went from playing and doing her little thing to all of a sudden grabbing my hand and say, and then she, she walked me over to a place in the playroom where she had these magnets and uh, these, of all these different Disney princesses. She went and pulled the one of Rapunzel off and gave it to me. She said, here you go, Papa. And she knows that that's kind of our favorite. She knows that, uh, Rapunzel is kind of our movie together. That's that's we that's my favorite Disney princess for those of you that are wondering as well. I think that Rapunzel is is by far the most virtuous and powerful princess. We can argue that. But definitely not Ariel, just as an aside. Like Ariel major problems. I don't like the reject I don't like the uh rebelliousness from the father. I don't like her selling her soul to the a demonic creature. Anyway, different conversation. No, like if I can get rid of Little Mermaid in my house, I'm going to try to make that happen. Regardless, Rapunzel's the best. And so Annie Grace knows that that's my thought. And she gave me this Rapunzel magnet. And then she said, hey, I want you to uh, watch a cartoon with me. And of course, I'm thinking like, I don't have time for this. But in this moment, I, I was just, I just felt weak. And I just decided to just let go. So I walked downstairs with her. We sit down on the couch. She gets the remote control. She knows exactly what she's doing. Gets the remote control, cues up. What I thought she was going to put on was the Rapunzel movie. Instead, she put on a a, a cartoon, one of the Rapunzel cartoons. It's about 20 minutes long. So I sit down. My uh, other daughter, Perry, comes and sits on the other side of me. Annie Grace gets a blanket, puts it over the top of me and Perry, and sits next to us. Now, this is a little bit outside her normal behavior. Usually she's running around like a tornado, but she came and she sat down and she put on the cartoon. 
Now, this particular story was about Pascal. Now, if you're not familiar with Rapunzel, Pascal is her little pet, a a little green gecko. And in the movie, you don't really know where he, he came from. But in this cartoon, they explain the backstory of Pascal. Now, the backstory is he was... Um, uh, just a baby gecko with his mother in the forest and there's a serpent that comes and attacks him and his mother. It was pretty intense actually for a cartoon. The mother then runs to the river and puts Pascal in the river and you it's implied that the mother is killed by the serpent. The baby Pascal goes down the river. Uh, you think he's kind of out of the woods, so to speak, Uh, But then you realize the serpent is still after him and he runs and finds his way to Rapunzel's tower. He goes up, opens the window and starts to look in. And about that time, the serpent shows up again and bites him. And you actually see the fangs go into the baby gecko. I mean, it's like pretty intense. And then Rapunzel smashes the, the serpent out of the window and gets the baby Pascal and wraps, this is a baby Rapunzel, baby Rapunzel wraps Pascal in her hair and then sings the song that heals, that's her power, right? Her her hair heals people. Sings the song that heals the baby Pascal and she rescues him. Now, as she was singing the song, my other daughter, Perry, starts singing it alongside her. Grabs my face and looks at me and starts singing this song. And I realize I'm sitting there with my daughter on one side. She's put this blanket over me. And then my other daughter is in, in, in much the same way that the hair, Rapunzel's hair is wrapped around Pascal. And then my other daughter is grabs my face and is singing the song to me. And I got to tell you, it was absolutely overwhelming. And I broke down in tears and sobbed like I haven't cried and forever. And then there's a story that said, you know, don't let your daughter see you this way. And then there was the other side of it that said, no, let them see you this way. Let them see you this way and honor the gift that they're giving you. Now, needless to say, this took me out of the state that I was in. It, it, it gave me just an overwhelming, I was, I was able to get myself to receive this gift and it gave, it gave me an overwhelming amount of power and fire that I'm still feeling right now than a day later. But here was, my, here was my revelation as I reflected on this. Specifically about children. Children have incredible power. And I've done other podcasts on the power of children. But I, I realized that in this space, what was going on here was that they, they had taken over. They were channeling and listening to what God was telling them to do. They took over and they took care of me as their, as their, as their father. So much of the time, we're only thinking about us taking care of the children. But the truth is, a lot of times they're taking care of us and we don't even realize it. The power and emotions of children can be, can be bigger than the capacity for parents. And when it is, it can often feel uncomfortable, right? That's what we're trying to do as parents so much of the time with our children is kind of corral them. 
And we're corralling them. Yes, we'll tell ourselves a story that we're corralling them to make them safe. We're corralling them because we want them to learn lessons and all these kinds of things. But I believe there's another component to this. That it isn't really necessarily our job to corral our children. It's our job to grow big enough to handle their power. The reaction that we have as, as parents most of the time is to suppress the, the, the emotions, the power, the energy, the energetic expression that our children may have. And we suppress that because maybe it's not convenient or it's uncomfortable to us. How do you consider this is not what we are called to do? When we start to suppress the power of children, we start to put stories and labels and limitations on them and blocking them from God's signal. In fact, this is the whole concept of who are you really? Who are you? Who are, who are each of us really? If we go all the way back, it's the meditation. There's meditations around this journey to who you were as a child. Have you can also consider that who you were as a child is the closest version of you to the, the, the version of you that is closest and clearest to the signal that God is broadcasting before you had all the labels, before you had all the stories, before you had all the beliefs and habits that may currently define who you think you are. Well, children are just being who they are. They don't know about the coronavirus. They're not worried about that. They're just feeling and they're expressing and they're connecting. So the revelation I got is that I'm not going to do that for my children. I've got to get bigger. When they make me feel uncomfortable, it's not me, it's not my liability or my responsibility to try to compress them. It's my duty to get bigger. I must expand to have a container big enough to hold them. And this way they make me grow. And this way I never limit their growth. They are a divine gift of growth. Not a burden that I've got to fit into a package that's convenient for me. My revelation was I will not contain my children. I've just got to grow the, grow the container that's in me. So how do we do that? It's back to the simple formulas. It's back to gathering the manna. It's back to setting your body on fire. It's about back to connecting with God. It's about Deploying messages of love, honor, appreciation to your family, to your children. Thanking them for the stress that they may be putting on you because that stress is your opportunity to grow. And of course, bring all this together into the marketplace right now and put it in motion. A motion that puts oxygen on this fire because right now the world needs as much light as possible. And the man or woman that puts the light out right now is going to be the one that's remembered when we finally come out of this desert. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with someone you feel like might get value. Take the link, post it on social media. It's your opportunity to share the light right now today. I appreciate you. Godspeed.